0: the tape
1: is rolling, the light is on, and you're in the two-man booth with Nick Good. And Neil Cochran. And this is your podcast where we talk sports, TV, movies, sometimes music. It's Monday, Neil, so we're off the bench. This is our sports-centric episode. Um, You know, sports are whittling down here a little bit. World Series is almost over. We're pretty much only going to have football, but... Which, hey, know, that's, with, that's the way that,
0: football but, likes it, Nick.
1: But then again, the way you know, with all the way this the the sports schedule has been thrown into chaos this year, along with the rest of the world. Uh, the Masters is coming up. You goddamn right. The Masters is coming up. I, I, is Wimbledon
0: coming up too? No, Wimbledon canceled for the year. So they just canceled. All yeah, yeah, right, because they Open, had their pandemic. Was, yeah, the French Open was the last uh, major. This oh, okay. Season. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Well, also we still have golf coming up and stuff like that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, hey, Wimbledon so had gonna, insurance, of course, right? Wimbledon had, exactly, had an insurance policy in case there was a pandemic. So they're always forward thinking those Brits, I guess. <laughs> apparently, anyway. <laughs> Probably not. That's <laughs> that is that's the irony of this entire situation. And somehow they had the foresight to do it. He has the oldest, you know, most traditional championship alive. But anyway. True.
1: Okay, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna hit some obviously. Week 7, we're going to go over our fantasy corner for, for the NFL, do Ooh. our shout-outs for Week 7. Predictions for Week 8, blowout, upset, performance of the week. Uh, I got some, some NHL stuff we're going to hit on. Just bored, going over some playoff stats that I found interesting, so Neil might, and you guys might as well. Uh, before we do that, we are going to hit the opening draw, Neil. <laughs>
0: Did you even see me out so damn fast?
1: Kids in it. And to start things off, I got a quote I want to read you. And I want to get your, your take on it. Okay, let's hear it. So this is Michael Jordan Ooh. Doing, doing an interview with Cigar Aficionado. <laughs> oh,
0: God.
1: <laughs> and he was asked about the goat debate in golf between Tiger and Jack Nicklaus, who, those of you who don't know, I, Jack Nicklaus is my namesake. I am named after Jack Nicklaus.
0: Which I did not know until recently, and it just made me like Nick's dad even more, really.
1: So, I mean. this, so, this, so this is according to, shout out to Michael Good. So this is, a sh- this is a, on basketball, basketballnews.com, so um, Alex Kennedy's site. Um, so without provo- providing, uh, for picking aside, here's his viewpoint on how goat debates in any sport should be viewed. Okay. Quote, you're never going to be able to say who's the greatest of all time. To me, that's more, more for PR and selling stories and getting hype. Jack and Tiger never played against each other. They never played in the same tournament. They never played with the same equipment. They never played the same length of golf course. I never played against Wilt Chamberlain, and I never played against Jerry West. To now say that one is greater than the other is a little bit unfair. This is one where you can judge the two. How much impact did each have? How much did they change or evolve the game? Jack during his time versus Tiger during his time. Now, obviously, Jack won more during that time that he played, but Tiger evolved to, evolved it to where it crossed a lot of different boundaries, to where it wasn't just a white guy's sport anymore. Black guys, Afro, Afro American, and all other, all of the other minorities were playing the game. And he played at a level where he generated so much interest financially, he grew the game from a financial sp- standpoint. Now, does that constitute him being the greatest? Does that mean he's less than Jack? I think that's unfair. Yeah, Jack has 18 majors and Tiger's got 14. And that's how people are judging certain things. I won six titles and Bill Russell won 11. Does that make Bill Russell better than me or make me better than him? No, because you played in different eras. When you try to equate who is the greatest of all time, it's an unfair parallel. It's an unfair choice. Those who are... Uh, those are the demons that, obviously, Tiger has to live with, and he's going to be challenged and graded upon. But for me, I think we're, they're both great. I would never say one is greater than the other. That's me. That's my opinion. Yeah. Thoughts, Neil?
0: Interesting. Hmm. Huh. So this was obviously an old interview. No, he just did it. Really? Mm-hmm. Five, nine. Oh, well, because his numbers are <laughs> off, right? Of course. Because Tiger... Now has fifteen majors, of course, from his. 20- oh, maybe he
1: just messed that up. Yeah, from his yeah, twenty nineteen
0: masters, so that's why. Because this is to... posted two days ago. Okay, because I was trying to get a timeline there, of when he said this. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, apparently no, he's an he avid golfer. Just... I'm assuming that's why they asked him a golf question too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How do I feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's all. At at its heart, I think that's always why these debates are relatively silly, because often they never play each other. And you're always going to have people dominate their certain eras or sections, I guess, of time. Um, mm-hmm. Jack. The argument could be made Jack played in an era for golf that is arguably considered the toughest. Most of the pe- like majors in golf, there's not a lot of people with a lot. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people with a medium. At amount. least one. Yeah, yeah or like five in like there's which is a lot in golf there's not that many people Mm -hmm. that even have that many but then Mm -hmm. there's a select few of course that have like sort of the nine and above kind of category and a lot of them did play a little bit before jack and then kind of some with so straight up winning wise you know sure you can make the argument i yeah, I, I'm always conflicted because I do think Jordan's right in some capacity that it's just made for headlines. It's just made for talking points, which isn't necessarily bad. But I just think it's hard to truly and settle it, right?
1: That's why I wanted to bring it up honestly because when I when I saw that he made that point, I'm like, oh, I think Neil's gonna gonna very much agree with that point. Yeah. And I know you're not somebody. I, I know you're somebody who reluctantly likes to agree with a lot of stuff Michael Jordan says. Uh, as I reluctantly we went, we agree we,
0: because I don't. I think a lot of the things that it, Michael is revered for, other people get criticized for, and I don't understand why that happens. And I think that ultimately points to the way people made him made. The way he made people feel watching him play the game, maybe, perhaps, I guess. See, I then,
1: personally don't. I personally don't think that's true. I don't think he gets praised for where people criticize. I absolutely get criticized. do.
0: I think him being a complete jackass to the people around him, it would be criticized by everybody now. Yet it's completely not revered.
1: Okay, well, see, again, you're comparing eras, though. If it happened now, Here, here's the thing. Uh, I, I completely agree with him and I've been on this point for a long time and I I don't know how many episodes ago I went on a whole rant about why Wayne Gretzky is the greatest player of all time because it's you cannot compare eras I, I, was, I always bring this up all the time you can't say I, I hate this stupid debate where someone is like oh man if you put Sidney Crosby in the 80s he would have like 300 points like yeah you know what I bet if you put a fourth line plug in the 80s he'd probably score at least 100 points because hey guess what a lot of them did mm-hmm. um it's how you compare it to your peers, and it's like you said at a time in the '80s. I know I'm, I know I'm going over to hockey now, but in the '80s, lots of players were getting 100 points a year. That wasn't a big deal, but Wayne Gretzky was getting 200 points a year, right? So nowadays, not a lot of players get 100 points a year. So when a guy like Connor McDavid does it three, four years in a row, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's it's how you compare it to your peers during your era. So that's how I've always brought it up. That's it's interesting you you'd bring up the uh, the. Uh, comparative to winning as far as Jack Nick, Jack Nicklaus's um, era was because that's a big argument we bring up all the time about rocker Rochard. is, you know, yeah, he played in the fifties, but he played an era where talent was completely concentrated. There was only six, there was only six teams and you could argue, argue it was way harder to win then Mm -hmm. and way harder to be good then because there was so much talent concentrated onto the teams. So I don't know. I, I really, you know, I'd like to say that I had this thought before Michael Jordan made it popular, and I'm going to stick to that. But of course, he's going to get the praise for it because he's Michael Jordan. But no, I think I totally think that's fair. I think you cannot compare eras. I think having the goat debate, and you know, it, like LeBron James wins his fucking title, and the, one of the first things like I want my respect. Like, who's not respecting LeBron James? I, like, yeah. I, I, I say multiple times, multiple times. I don't, I don't like him as as mm-hmm. a. I don't I'm not a fan of his. You're not a fan but, of the narrative I mean, he
0: creates, I think is the lot, But
1: I've never thing. disrespected the player LeBron James is. You know, yeah. he's he, as as good as Giannis will be and as good as Kawhi will be at certain times, when it comes down to it, like LeBron James is probably still the best player in the league.
0: Oh yeah, he is.
1: Right? And yeah. and if you want to talk PR and narratives and all this kind of stuff, like we we talk about this all the time. Commentators are obsessed with this idea of the new young thing coming in and being the best right sure. away. That's why Giannis and, wins. And <laughs> you know. we're Oilers fans. I love Connor McDavid, but man, Sidney Crosby still the best player in the NHL. I'm sorry. And I'm, people are going to fucking roast me for that and kill me for that. But he is, but it's boring now because he's been around for, for over 10 years and he's not, he, he does. He's not flash and dash and he's not scoring 120 points a year. But like, if you need somebody to win you a championship, you're going to build your team around Sidney Crosby for one playoff run.
0: Now I might still take if, Connor, but
1: if it's a forward, if it's a forward, I, anyway, yeah.
0: It's it's unfair, too, because they're in such different points. And I think that's even, you know, even going back to Jordan's quote. I mean, I think he's right, too. You do have to take into account. Um, I think that's honestly, these are transcendent athletes. Like, Jordan himself yeah. revolutionized the game. And in some ways, LeBron has as well in terms of, like, longevity and sort of... He's, he's created a different narrative than Jordan. Jordan was like, you know, when Jordan was on top... He, All he did was win, right? I think there's that, there's that argument that really Jordan had that run of six titles in eight years, but really it was like six for six, like he didn't play those two years in between. Six
1: and a half, right? And so he came back for that one playoff run. He
0: did, that's right. But he wasn't really on top. I mean, he was literally walking off a baseball diamond. So yeah, and so I think that people get that in in their heads and they're like, that's insane, right? Which it is. It's an insane period of time where. And even he talks about it in the last dance, right? Nobody really beat us. So then it's like, there's always that lingering thing of like, who would have beaten... Jordan at that point right whereas like LeBron's is maybe different it's like he's been there 10 times and there's people that are, you can only be so fucking envious to be there 10 times but some guys never yeah. make it and so there's yeah. like a different thing but they're equally great in their own ways but then you know however people want to value it they can you know make that debate and I think he, even what Jordan was talking about with the golf it's the same is that Jack Nicholas has these 18 majors Tiger himself has gone on record saying basically that's always what he strived to be he's He's always envisioned that because he sees that number as the as the mountaintop, he emphasized the importance of majors, right? Whereas yeah. maybe other people wouldn't have done that, right? They would have said a, a Ben Hogan, a guy who really owned his swing and really created the swing of golf and how you swing a golf club and the grip and he, all these things. He's so important to the game that people would be like, well, that guy is the greatest. But then all of a sudden Tiger kind of flipped the narrative that like, no, it's because Jack has 18 majors. That's the where I'm aiming now. But then that, right. That's like, a
1: good point. He he built it know. himself. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but then but then Jordan's also right that like, there's no doubt about it. Golf is more popular when Tiger Woods is playing well.
1: Absolutely. And it's not I'll even never close. For, right. I'll never forget there was this commercial right when Tiger was hurt the first time. He missed a, almost like a full year, I think. And this is probably 10 ish years ago. Well, this
0: would be 2008, probably. It's probably what you're thinking.
1: Was it? I, I think it might have been after his knee was hurt during the yes. U.S. Open. Yes, because then yeah. he was out well, for like after an his entire dad year. Died. Yeah. Yeah. Um and they ran these commercials these mm. if you remember and it was all the other players in the PGA and they're like celebrating they have all their titles they're like popping champagne and they're they're in like a cafeteria or something they're all celebrating and then Tiger walks in and he's like hey guys I'm back and they it just kind of deflates the room <laughs> and it, that, was gr- that was a that was a Great commercial because it's like these the guys know where their money comes from. It's like you know you you you're a big tennis guy. Like as much as it's we talk about like oh man the domination of these three players over the past decade and a half of Federer and Nadal and Djokovic. Like it's you know it'd be nice to see someone from who was born in the nineties to win or mm-hmm. in the eighties to win or whatever it was. But the fact of the matter is everybody gets richer when those three guys are on the top of their game because yeah, the sports more weird, popular. It's this
0: weird paradox because obviously the prize money is, is heightened because the tickets are yeah. sold because those players are there. And so even the exactly. lower-ranked players in those first couple rounds, especially with Grand Slams, like basically just making the main draw, you get a fairly decent check and you know, the more rounds you go on. But the only reason that number is so high is because you need the fetters and the Djokovic's and then the yeah. Dallas of the world. So they obviously win all the big money. They win the $3.8 million top prize. But it's like you also got 125000 for making the fourth round because... The ticket sales were astronomical because those guys so, played right.
1: No matter what you're in, like no matter what sport or entertainment you're in, stars matter because the 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 more popular yeah. one or a few people are, the more money everyone else is going to make. Well,
0: and that's like, what makes makes sports a unique place is because often you know especially in if you want to talk about north american sports they're unionized they're you're trying to gather you know upwards of a thousand people on the same view yet you your talent level there's a discrepancy even at the pro level you know and there's a there's a discrepancy about who brings in what and so it's an interesting dynamic for sure so well I even
1: yeah i even think i even think pro wrestling wise like sure. people are people will go like you know there's a lot of john cena hate for a while when it's like
0: without john cena uh, you don't drive business
1: No, and like everyone else makes more money when he's popular when he's selling a bunch of merch and all the yeah everyone's like oh he only sells merch to kids and people who don't even really care that much it's like yeah but he's he's like the the you know the sport or the or the business whatever you want to call it exists because of him and you know there's a reason why in the late 90s when stone cold steve austin and the rock were on the top of their games that you know wwf was as popular as anything else it was drawing like you know, Here's 10 numbers. million people every Monday night for a Monday Night Raw. And it's like yeah. stars make a difference. So it's just yeah. interesting. The one thing I will say to wrap this up, though, is you're right. Eras are totally different. Things have changed. Uh, you know, you think about in the 70s, like Gila Lafleur, who unfortunately, I think, just got diagnosed with lung cancer. But mm-hmm. he was he was hacking darts before, during and after every game. Yeah. Right. But even, so even it, the
0: last dance you see, Jordan, they're smoking stogies. So that's what I was going to say. He's is like safe.
1: that's to me, that's the thing that always impressed me the most about Michael Jordan, and to this day still does. Is LeBron has has forged a much healthier lifestyle sure. of like nutrition and, and you know, athletes he in general
0: in the, have gone that direction. Right? He, he, it's he sleeps this in hyper optimized sort of thing. Your body. He sleeps in hyperbaric
1: chambers. Like yeah. I was listening to I was listening to Russell Wilson on Bill Simmons' podcast I think sure. last week, and he said he's he he estimates he probably spends at least. One and a half to two million dollars a year on nutrition and um and fitness. <laughs> like
0: who could so, do that? So these are
1: these are unachievable things for the yes, average person. Absolutely. But the thing that made Michael Jordan great is that he did everyday things and he was still great. He sure. he stayed up late gambling. He smoked cigars. Sure, he was probably gambling with more money than you'll ever see in your lifetime. Yes. But the fact is, is, he was doing like human things. Yes. He was staying up late. He was staying up till three in the morning, smoking cigars, gambling, well, playing cards the on the days, plane. They're so,
0: like, oh, he didn't really start working out until he got kind of beat up there.
1: Yeah, when they were playing the Pistons in like the late late eighties, 80s. 80s. And, and 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 quote unquote working out was doing a bench press.
0: Yeah, no, I know. That's Like, what I laugh. <laughs> like even the clip, his arms like got doing big. A bench press. It's like, bro, that's yeah. like that's so nineteen ninety at that point.
1: You know? So to me, the the thing that sets LeBron James apart from everyone of his era is that his fitness and his regiment is far and above everybody else's. And that makes him great. The thing that the great, to me, and it's just personal taste. I think sure. Michael Jordan's greatness, greatness is more impressive because he didn't have to do all that shit and he was still great. He was still better than everybody else around him and he did the minimal <laughs> amount. In fact, he might have done less to be better because he stayed yeah. up late. Didn't well, get yeah, good he sleeps, did the more traditional. The time.
0: He did the more traditional, even what Kobe did is that like it was shots and it was basketball related items. And that's not to say LeBron doesn't do those either. But I think you're right. It was it was very specific to I just I do basketball things to get better at basketball, but I don't necessarily do things outside of basketball to make myself maybe a better athlete. If if you and will. I
1: think that just I think that just says something about the the person. And that says something about me because like, I just I can I, I don't know if I can relate to that more. I just find it funnier and I find it way more sure. impressive. It's well, like, like when you're
0: right because LeBron is he's been the same player since he was pretty much like twenty till he is now. Yeah. Whereas like I think we even saw in the last sense Jordan wasn't. Jordan eventually got to a point where he was clearly better than everybody else, but he wasn't necessarily yeah. that player immediately. Whereas that's where I think you're even talking about LeBron's narrative is a little different. Is that it's like a consistency of the sort of same level or very close to it, right? So. Yeah, it's so like I said this but, thing.
1: I said this before, way back when you know, episode four or five, when I did a crossover episode with Shane from uh, City of Champions, and we talked. We, we were at that time we were talking Avengers because Endgame hadn't come out yet, and or or wait, did it? Had it just? Come no, it out? hadn't
0: come out. The trailer had come out. I remember listening to this
1: episode. The trailer, the trailer had come out, but for some reason, I was talking about Fat Thor with him. And because I remember saying that I related way more to Fat Thor, I thought Fat Thor was better than regular Thor, and he was like, "No way, regular Thor is way better." I'm like, "I think it says a lot about our lifestyles the way we look at things." So, I'll, I, think I'll leave it is, at that. I
0: think this is really saying something about the two of us here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, okay, Neil, you want to hit on the World Series here a little bit? Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, playoff baseball. Am I right? I think that's always what I was even saying last week that you know it's it's super exciting at times and it's super frantic that baseball isn't known for frantic baseball is very much known for long games um, frantic
1: so f- it it takes it takes four and a half
0: hours to get to that that but like frantic each individual yeah I know but then each individual play just it's so heightened and it matters so much yeah. more. so it always makes me laugh but um, yeah it was a couple couple really crazy endings to some games um, game four, obviously. Yeah. Since the last time we did it, right? Kind of a double error. I had been reading some stats, though. I don't. I, I lost my sheet that I wrote it down on. But the guy who was at bat, I think his name's. I know his last name's Phillips. But he at was, one point, yeah, he
1: hadn't he hadn't batted since July or something.
0: Yes, and he hadn't had a hit since like 2018, if I'm reading that correctly. Like something just ridiculous. Like he had been batting one eighty seven since his last hit or something. Like something just he had such a yeah. So
1: I had I was texting with a friend yesterday and he said yeah he hadn't had an RBI since July.
0: That's what it was. Yeah, Yeah. and he was like he hadn't had a playoff hit since like twenty eighteen. And then even when he from his last RBI thing, like you said, he was batting like one sixty seven. So, like, he hadn't even seen the field barely. And then that guy ends up getting, roping a single into right field.
1: So. And the whole reason why he was even in is because there was a pinch runner was put in way earlier in the game and it was just overmanaged and stuff like that, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, yeah, baseball tends to have some pretty crazy endings to their games when it comes to World Series. But Dodgers took full control yesterday um, with the game five yeah. win. So. Uh, Kershaw actually had a pretty good outing. Like you, from what I understand, I didn't get to see the game, but I read a lot of what was going on. Cause I saw a cool thing on Twitter or an interesting thing. If we're talking about like sort of comparisons and whatever, uh, one person was asking like, what's the NBA comp? Like who, what NBA player is like Kershaw? Who's like, has all this success, but yet not a lot of playoff success. And oh, okay.
1: Some, here I can, I can do this. Yeah. It's obvious. Who is it? James Harden.
0: See, and that's what everyone kept saying, but then it was like. It's close, and I will agree it's close, but I still think Kershaw's a little better. Like, three MVPs, or three Cy Youngs, an MVP award. Like, his success is even a little greater than James Harden, but it's a pretty good comp because there is, like, that sort of, like, at least Kershaw's made World Series and stuff, but he struggled a little bit in those instances and stuff, whereas, like, James hadn't quite got to the NBA Finals or something, but...
1: Allen Iverson?
0: Yeah, that's a pretty close one, I would say. Like, a, a dominant player, but just couldn't quite get over the hump. But I think yeah. he's going to get it this year. But yeah, it was an interesting. And many of the comments said James Harden. That was the closest one that people yeah. could come up with. I think because on the top of your head, quickly, I think it's it's a pretty good comparison. But I do think Kershaw's a little more dominant in terms of his sport. Like three Cy Youngs is insane, and then an actual MVP, which is rare for a pitcher. Yeah. So you know, at one point, he was literally the most dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball. He's already 32, which is pretty crazy because he's been in the league. For, <laughs>
1: I, obviously I, i've made it clear on here like baseball is not one, a sport i sure. take time to watch but you know I, I have in my day and back when i lived in toronto i followed the, the, the that's when the jays were that, that's when they had that team with bautista ooh, ooh, and donaldson peak. and yeah, yeah so I I, I I remember yeah i remember watching the game against the royals where they lost mm-hmm. uh I, I was yeah i was at a bar back you know when that was a thing and everyone was gathered around a tv and i and yeah, I remember watching the air just went in the room. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that I've always kind of had a soft spot for Kershaw. Because the one thing I will say is I don't, I don't know where the debate lands these days, but I always like the NL rule where pitchers have to bat. I think yeah. that adds a, I think that adds a wrinkle. It
0: should be a rule, uh, there shouldn't be a designated hitter.
1: Okay, so you're on that side of it. Yeah, isn't, isn't the isn't isn't the motion isn't the movement nowadays to have DH in both, both leagues?
0: Yeah. Yes, the pitcher would be I, gone I, I eventually. Know. But I love it I like they the, had to do it.
1: Yeah, and I remember watching Kershaw just smacking a bomb one time. I'm like, "That's fucking cool, man. That's like that's so old school. Where this guy is like a dominant pitcher, and he can still just smack yeah. home runs. It, bomb Gunner is the same, right? He he hits bombs too, he's right? Hit a
0: couple bombs, yeah. And then there yeah. was actually, um, man, which pitcher was it? He he's not good anymore, but he had a pocket of time where he was really dominant. Which happens with pitchers. You got about two three year window, yeah. and then once your arm seems to go. I wait yeah. for the Lions. It's too bad we don't have co-host Adam here. But there is... Yeah. I, mm. Well,
1: Verlander is the only guy who comes to mind for me.
0: No, there was another guy I just can't think of. He had a fucking no. beard and he was... He was a mean-looking dude, and he, he had a moment in time where he was a really, really good pitcher. And he was like known for kind of hitting some like home runs and stuff as well. Was that
1: Wilson guy, Brian Wilson?
0: No, no. He's a mean. He's the big beard guy. Like he made yeah. the beard famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on the same San Francisco teams. But no, I right. can't think of who this guy was. He played yeah. on the Cubs. He played on the Cubs and Adam's screaming at he the He is, he's screaming, Oh my god, why can't I think yeah. of his name, man? Like, <laughs> I can I can picture him in my head. I can picture him in my head and he's actually sucked since. Because he like went to free agency much like they do. And you know, part of the problem with pro sports is you get paid for what you did, not for what you can do. And a lot of those systems are rigged that by the time you get to 32, it's not your fault that you've been good from 26 to 32 and you haven't got paid because the system sets you up that you don't start fucking in the majors until you're 25. And then right. 32 comes yeah. in. It's like, well, he did all this work on fucking $1 million. like, And then he gets paid. And then all of a sudden it looks like a bad contract. But anyway, I can't I know, think of right? it. Adam is probably screaming at the, oh, man, Chicago Cubs pitcher, home runs. I just can't maybe i can come up with it but yeah anyway he had a pocket of time where i know he was like super dominant Zimbrano? no no oh zembrano yeah. no i that's a, i don't know carlos Zimbrano. i do remember him though that's i'm a, just like i'm
1: just looking up cubs pictures right now
0: sure. yeah that's pretty funny yeah ah oh, man it might have been uh he may have went to the cubs i thought for sure he was like
1: yeah uh, the you're the, making about uh, Cause Kershaw. Because it was him though, and was
0: Baumgartner that, were having like a little mm. spat about like who's the better home run hitter as pitchers. That's why I remember it. That's why it sparked my memory. him right. And so. But anyway.
1: But the thing with Kershaw is that I feel like, yeah, you know, like you said, he's this guy who's been so dominant in the regular season and shitting the playoffs. And it's kind of, oh, you know, it's tarnished his legacy a bit. I figured it and, out. Nick. Okay. Jake
0: Arietta. <laughs> Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta. Okay. Okay. There you go. He's only 34. See? Still pitching, apparently. But anyway, continue. Sorry, what were you saying? It took a
1: while. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of tarnished his legacy a bit because of, you know, he, he's been, you know, just uh, a letdown or a disappointment or he's ruined his team's chances in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm I'm hoping for the Dodgers to win. I know we talked about this last week where you're like, yeah, you're more the Rays guy, sure. you know, the the analytics team, the younger team, the smaller market. Fuck the big city markets. But, like, I feel for the Dodgers fans, and you know, we look back. The Astros definitely cheated. Yeah, I know. The Red Sox probably cheated, and <laughs> you know, so this is a guy who's been so dominant, and people are like, "Oh man, what's wrong with this guy? He can't win the playoffs. He's a he, he's a choke artist." Blah blah blah. And it turns out, like, oh, it's because he's, teams have literally had to cheat to beat him. Yeah. So now, having having this this redemption come back, sure. I think is is a, is a very nice bow. I hope. I hope they do end up winning. I hope he does get, you know, uh, World Series MVP. Well, and like and- if we're
0: being honest, we, you know, uh, as Albertans, we're more on the west side of the the North American sort of plane of things. So of course, I'm gonna like a California more than I'm gonna like a, a New York Yankees, if you will. So if I have to choose between sure. the two evils, I'll go with the Dodgers. So that's where I sure. that's where I land. So yeah, I'm a. I'll be curious to see. I don't believe. I believe I'm working unfortunately for the next game. So. I'll... Have to try and get some highlights and some clips, but... There you go. Yeah. I saw there's fans um, in the stands, you know? Just, like, it's pretty oh yeah. crazy watching some of the football, too. There's just fans hanging out now these days, so... Yeah,
1: they're they're pretty well spread out, though. I think they are. they've done a good job of where You can definitely see holes in them. the
0: seats, which is good. At least you can tell it's not, like, fucking packed. Yeah, and there's exactly. gotta be There's probably strict rules, I'm assuming, of, like, moving down and stuff like that. I'm
1: probably, Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so I'm just going to hit on some interesting stats that i said like i said when i was bored um because we see all this stuff it it made me think with uh you see all these playoff stats about like oh the importance of winning game one of a series and all that kind of stuff right and i was bored i'm like okay i just saw a tweet sorry
0: nick i just saw a tweet from Mm. steven stamkos on like i don't know four days ago as we were talking about and he was like game ones are overrated Because they lost game one. So well. So tell me, Nick, are they overrated? That's what I'm looking for. So I started in
1: 06, because to me, uh, modern hockey, that's where it starts. Nothing matters before the lockout, because the game has changed so much.
0: Well, and when you tell me, too, that it's already 14 years ago, that's insane.
1: Yeah, when you construct it under a salary cap era, um, people forget, too. Like, that first salary cap was, like... $30 37, 30 million dollars. Thirty-seven million
0: million. $37 million. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> just crazy. listening to a podcast with Brian Burke and they were like, yeah, it was $37 million. Could
1: you imagine? That, that, that Connor McDavid makes a third of that.
0: Yes. 37 <laughs> million. How did you construct a team under $37 million?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why the Oilers got Chris Pronger and Michael Pekka because the Blues and the Islanders were like, we're fucked. We, we, we're we're, we're cap strapped.
0: We can't, we can't afford this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, it worked out in our favor. So. Starting in 06, I went back and I looked, and I was like, "Okay, how important are winning? Is winning the first game and by round?" So it would it would probably won't surprise you to know that the first year in this in this uh, history lesson is the most erratic. Everyone remembers in that first quarterfinal, all the lower seeds in the Western Conference won. Seeds five through eight won. Um, but all the top seeds in the East won. So four, four out of the eight series. Oh, sorry. Let me let me back up here. So all the lower seeds won, but they also won based off of um, uh, losing game one. So half of the series in the first round were won by the team who lost game one. As we go through, though, uh, it, it kind of actually balances out more than you'd think. Um, so, out of every year, there's 15 possible series. Yep. Right? From from first round to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, in that 06, eight out of the 15 series were won by the team who won game one of their series. So,
0: a little over half.
1: We, we jumped to 20, 2007, 13 out of 15.
0: Who beat? Only two
1: series were won by a team who lost game one. Wow. Nice. 08, 15, 12 out of 15. Oh, nine uh, falls back to the median a bit here. Nine out of 15. The only outlier, weirdly enough, is 2010. Six out of 15. The major the majority of series that were won were won by teams who lost game one. That's the
0: anomaly year. That's the weird.
1: That's But as we keep going, 10 out of 15, 11 out of 15, 12 out of 15, 11 out of 15, 10 out of 15, 10 out of 15, 11 out of 15, 10 out of 15, 10 out of 15. Double digits. And then this year if you this year if you even include the the play-in round, those five series play-in rounds, 19 out of 23 of the series were won. That's right. By Teams who won game one. Um, so if, if you, obviously people are curious about percentages, we add everything up, uh, b- broken down by round. Neil. So in the first round, seventy-one point six percent of teams who win game one end up winning the series. 71%. So
0: seventy-one percent. Seventy-one point six percent.
1: Yep. Huh. It drops down a little bit in the second round. Not Sixty-eight point three percent.
0: Still. You're talking the conference, over two out of three. The conference
1: final is where, it's, where it balances out the most, which makes sense, right? Because you, theoretically, you have the two best teams sure. playing each other, right? Yeah. 60% on the dot. 60% Still. of the time, the team who wins game one wins. Six out of 10. And then, in the Stanley Cup final, 66.7%. So two-thirds of the time, yep. whoever wins game one. The anomalies, guess where the anomalies come in the last three years? Tampa Bay, St. Louis, and Washington all lost game 1 of their Stanley Cup final Ooh, run. So before that, yeah. so before that it was way higher.
0: <laughs> yeah, so those three cup, winning brought it down to 67%.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So overall, out of the in, the entire series or the entire playoffs, 68.9% of the time the team who wins game 1 ends up winning Almost their series. Almost
0: 7 out of 10. Yep. So, so you so, want to win game 1.
1: And yeah, that's what I, I mean, it,
0: Obviously, it goes without saying, but
1: the reason why I did this too is because I was whenever I would see the stuff it was like teams who win game one win X amount of time. I'm like, okay, hey, that's a bit of a flawed stat because this is based on the entire history of hockey, where like in the '70s and '80s, you had dominant teams that were sweeping people left and right. So it's like, sure, the Oilers won game one and end up winning the series, but they never really were ever going to lose the series anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, in the quote-unquote era of parity is that flawed? Eh, not really actually. Yeah. Game 1 does matter a lot actually. It does. But it's, it's,
0: it's- it significantly weighs it like, because that's quite a bit higher, like almost 20% points higher than 50% than a 50-50 split.
1: Yeah. Which is pretty significant. It, it, it's a, it surprised me. I honestly thought it would be a lot closer than that.
0: Sure. But and like, we kind of talked about like, why and like, I'm not. we're not going to know exactly, but I always just think that psychologically, you now know you have a game. Like, like you said, you can't, win the series but you know the you, you can lose it I always hate that stat it's like no you can lose it like in a basketball yeah. game if you're down 25 after one I mean I think that's called losing the game like pretty quick like yeah. you know and then you go on to lose the game it's like because maybe right off the hop you sucked like it, I think that's a stupid or oh, well, you can make a comeback blah blah, blah. And I'm like okay but you know if you drive if you're down huge in the first and it's sort of like this I think you obviously don't want to say that you can't win the series, but I think you can definitely, you can significantly apparently shift your percentages. And so yeah. it's obviously the importance of getting off to a good start. And, and I am reminded, and I was frustrated by it when Jonathan Hayes <laughs> talked and he was like, once we won game one, we knew we could win because yeah. they, they knew going in that they were the underdogs. Right. So I think you, you take that first game and you're able to, set the tone that, like, hey, we can beat this team, even if we do get dominated by puck possession numbers and we don't have the puck that often. We have yeah. the medal and we've proved that we only need a couple shots and we can win kind of thing. So it's a tough, tough look. Obviously, for the qualifying round, I think you said there was only one this year that that uh, yeah. that yeah lost game one, and I, I, already, I, I figured it out. You it knew was, it. It was yeah. Vancouver. It was that Vancouver. Loss. Yeah because they won three straight yeah. against Minnesota, because I distinctly remember yep. that from this year. So, And then just out of yep. curiosity, do you have the rest of the... I'm, I'm curious who, like, in the, in the first round then, what was the stats for this past year? Like, in the West and the East, like, do you have those numbers anywhere, or just had... Do you just had strict numbers?
1: Uh, in, in, Sorry, in terms of what, though?
0: Like, who... Like, for this past year, what was the... Mm-hmm. For the whole series, was it 11 out of 15? Is that what you said? Oh, uh...
1: Out of so well, if you include the qualifying round, it's 23. 19 out of twenty three, or whatever. Yeah, and nineteen do you out of twenty three
0: series. Do you have each team yep. who did it? Yeah. So qual- so qualifying
1: round was seven out of eight.
0: Yeah. So then Vancouver um, was the one anomaly. Mm-hmm. And then and the then in,
1: in the first round it was seven out of eight as well. And do you know and who I the
0: one was? No.
1: Okay. Well, I wrote I wrote the teams that won. So let's do a process of elimination. Flyers, sure. Lightning, Islanders, Bruins, Knights, Avs, Canucks. So it was a Western team. Flames. Yeah. Oh, it's the stars. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Stars lost game one.
0: That's right. To the Flames. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then in the in the second round, uh, the the Lightning actually lost their first round. Ooh, so they were back game. to back. Yeah. Uh, no, because oh, in the right, conference yeah. in the conference finals, both the Lightning and the Stars won game one. That's right. And then in the finals, the Stars won game one. Yeah. One game one. Huh. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I could. I might. D- dig a little bit deeper and look into, based on seeding, if that makes a difference. Like sure. if a if a if a top seed loses Ooh. game one, are they more likely to come back yeah, and win yeah. the series?
0: What's the percentage of
1: yeah you know, one to eight? So stuff, I know yeah. I got time on my hands, so sure. we'll. Uh, well, the, use you know expect- the
0: NHL is in. Who knows when it's coming back? So yeah, I did laugh uh, at the the report that they checked out Lake Louise that they were thinking. Yes, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aesthetically pleasing, you know, was the word they used for the first game. So made me chuckle.
1: Obviously obviously Mystery Alaska is where they should be well, going.
0: Of course, like so you can skate the river. <laughs> <laughs> um I
1: was gonna do some expansion draft stuff, but we'll do that next week because we yeah, got, we still gotta week. hit yeah, NFL. Well,
0: we should do an expand. we'll do an expansion uh, roster.
1: Oh, you want to do a kraken roster? Yeah, we should do a
0: kraken roster. What do you want to wait for?
1: Wow. That Ah, we can wait for that. I was gonna, gonna go more over just talking about the Oilers and who sure. who's who who's protected all that kind of stuff. So okay. Kraken, we, I gotta I gotta dig into that
0: because we did a Vegas so, roster. We did. That was an yeah, old. We'll, we'll, we did an old. We'll, we'll, that was an old OTB episode.
1: That was that that was that that's was OG ar- OTB. That's in
0: the archives now.
1: That's in the archives. Yeah. Okay. So let's just uh, let's hit on uh, fantasy corner then, Neil.
0: Or do you? Yeah, sure. Or do you want to do uh, our predictions from last God week? Did. Ja. <laughs>
1: We do this every time. Do we? I'm like, let's. Do, I'm like, let's go over our predictions. She's like, no, I want to do fantasy corner first. Oh, like, do we? So then I'm we like, should so, so, so do then predictions wrote, before so, because that. So makes then I really wrote, hard. okay, Neil I want to do fantasy corner first. No, let's do predictions <laughs> first.
0: <laughs> I have it written down. I think just because on my thing, I have it written down as predictions and then fantasy. So I don't know.
1: Okay, okay, I mean. from okay going forward, we will go over our predictions from the week before I fantasy like corner and then outs. Okay, beautiful. So you everyone, like so it. the listeners know that we're on the same page. I like it. I like it. Sw- I swear we're professional, guys. Well,
0: and when we, it's funny because we're doing, you know, obviously we're doing our, uh, pod remote. You know, we're yeah. not in the office anymore. So, you know, the, the lines of communication, guys, they're just, they're shaded these days, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Uh, okay. So then, yeah, let's do predictions from last week. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you had the, for your blowout, Neil, you had Falcons over Lions. I
0: don't want to talk about
1: it. You know, we don't, we, we kind of re- retired the, uh, category already but i think the first time we did this we did instant classics sure that was up there until the sunday nighter that's right uh of course todd Gurley famously making his team lose because he scored a touchdown
0: yep but helping me perhaps win fantasy corners sneak preview
1: Okay. Uh, for my bloat, I had the Raiders over the Bucks. Now, to be fair, I made this prediction before four fifths of the Raiders' offensive line was put on the COVID list. The
0: Bucks are starting to roll. They they're one of those teams yeah. that it looks like, especially in the NFL. You know, when you accumulate talent, it doesn't always work. As weird as that sounds, I think it's sure because there is only one football, and it's it's a strange sport that way. That it's so yeah sequential that there's a lot of mouse to feed perhaps. And you really do need people to dial it back. But Bucks are seeming figured out Gronk all of a sudden looks a little bit better. It took him a couple of weeks there. Um, yeah. And Brady looks as good as ever. It's, it's kind of funny that we'll talk about it in the shutouts, but anyway, yeah,
1: he had that, he had that one pass and I was just like, it's just annoying how he's still so good. He's
0: still pretty good. He's not drew Brees. That's what I'm sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
1: okay. Upsets of the week. You had the Panthers over the saints.
0: Close, man. I was close. God, they were there. Teddy two is there all game
1: I had... Okay, I had the Washington professional football team over the Cowboys. Yeah. They did win.
0: They did. Now,
1: when I, when I made that pick, the Cowboys were still favored. Yes. Because it was before the Monday Nighter where they got their fucking asses handed to them. Yeah. So the line did flip. So technically, it didn't end up becoming an upset. I, when but I, at the time... When I, I was the...
0: reviewing that for our show here, I was like, hmm. But then I was but like, it must have been...
1: The line moved. The line, the line moved. moved. I, before they lost, yeah. Um, and then performance of the week.
0: We both did pretty well. You know, good.
1: you... I had Aaron Rodgers. I, I, like I said, I had him the week before. I'm like he's gonna be pissed off. He's gonna want to redeem himself. And you had uh, Justin
0: Ebert. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so <our laughs> American listeners, yeah.
1: Our, our American listeners will know him as Justin Herbert. But <laughs> if you played for the C, if played in the CFL, you know, <laughs> Justin Eber. That's right. Um, Killed so, it. So ah, decent week.
0: Game. Both. I both think guys it's had fair, Really good games. To tell you
1: the truth, I think it's fair to say that the blower of the week was probably. Chiefs
0: Broncos twenty seven points. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's
0: Bucks. Bucks Raiders
1: twenty 49ers, Patriots was up
0: there too. Yeah, thirty three nine. Yeah, that's actually
1: the king is right dead. There. The king is dead. Belichick.
0: Man, he's thirty three six. Sorry, yeah, twenty nine points. You're right. I think or twenty four. Why can't I do math, people? Geez, Well, you know it's, it's it's an over
1: it's an yeah. overrated discipline.
0: Holy smokes. 27. There we go. <laughs>
1: Math is an overrated discipline. Hey, you want to get into fantasy numbers and some uh, That's right. analytics? Now, yeah, now you can't trust me at all. <laughs> I can't even do
0: basic addition and subtraction. All um, right, so
1: fa- fantasy corner, Neil. Fantasy
0: corner, of course. So we had to do it by hand again, some more technical difficulties, but we will be getting that figured out. <laughs> but, okay, so quarterbacks. You know, me and Nick, because of our performance of the week, we both decided, hey, you know what, we're gonna roll with our quarterbacks that we
1: absolutely. You got damn right, I did.
0: Yeah, and I did the if same. If I'm gonna way. put
1: my faith, if I'm gonna put my faith in Rogers having a comeback uh, week, I gotta, I gotta trust that he's gonna just dominate.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I, I love it. So, uh, but I went with Heber. Uh, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna call him Heber from now on.
1: Okay. Well, you Um, called him Jordan Herbert last week. Jordan Herbert. Yeah. Well,
0: because we were talking about Jordan Love, and it got all complicated. Um, Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers finishes with twenty-seven point three two fantasy points, and uh, Herbert, of course, thirty-eight point four eight. Monster game. He had three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Four touchdowns total. Almost four hundred.
1: Shout out! Shout out to the hapless Jags defense. Yeah, absolutely, Adam.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, (laughs) the 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 running back matchup was uh, James Conner and uh, C E H. Clyde Edwards hello. I also
1: had Edwards Hilaire though
0: No that's who you had Sorry That's sorry Oh, that my oh, oh Nick's, yeah Next was uh, James Connor And uh, Clyde Edwards hello uh, yeah. Those were your combo My combo was Gurley and Drake um, there So you go. Nick won that That matchup or, no, sorry, I guess I did because I had Gurley because Gurley couldn't fall in the one-yard One line yard, properly. Yard, yeah. no, really. Got me 21 offense points. Drake only got me 4.6. Uh, Connor with 12.6 <laughs> and CEH with 12.8. So it was a tight matchup there, pretty much a wash. I just um, figured
1: the snow game in, in Denver, he'd be getting a lot of touches. I guess they tried to get Bell into the offense too. But sure.
0: Anyway. I'm going to go down to the flex because I'm going to skip the wide receivers for now because I want to finish okay. off with uh, Nick's flurry that he almost uh, pulled off. Shut up. So... Mike Williams uh, versus Robbie Anderson. I, Robbie Anderson only got 10, a little bit of a slower. He's having a career year. And then Mike Williams got like, a, a 0.9. So that was a tough one. Well, I just
1: thought, like, your guy is going to have a hell of a game. He's going to he target. throw
0: it to Mike Williams once, basically. No. Yeah. Keenan Allen had, like, 13 receptions or something. He didn't have a touchdown, <sighs> but he had just, yeah. Yeah. Um, RD was pretty much a wash. I had the Browns actually who did okay, even though they let up a lot of points. They still got yeah. eight fantasy points, and then Chargers because they picked off Burrow like three times or once and a couple strip sacks. Yeah, I think. and the Chargers got six, so pretty pretty close there. Tight ends was basically a wash. Kelsey got four point six for Nick Henry, only got me three point eight because so I tried mm. to stack Herbert and Henry again. Yeah. Didn't really do much. The one we <laughs> we chose the two players that he didn't throw yep. anything to. Um, And then, yeah, so wide receiver comes and uh, I had Metcalf, Julio Jones, and Will Fuller. Metcalf only 3.3, Julio 13.7, Fuller 11. So not too, too bad there. I had a fairly consistent thing. So my total was 114.48 for the week. And Nick had Claypool and Gallup, who basically got him a combined (laughs) .3. But then Nick comes in hot with Lockett for a a 47.5 to almost close the gap to lose 114.48 to 112.02. So a two-point so leadi- victory.
1: You're leading 3-2 now, three, right?
0: 3-2 is the series for Neil now. Yep.
1: Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming back next week.
0: Yeah, it was... Lockett almost <laughs> did the whole thing. So,
1: crazy. Gall- you know what? I just... Dallas stay away from sick. the fucking Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Stay away from the fucking Cowboys. In my actual I just- fantasy league, Zeke is killing me. I just thought I just thought that Dalton is not bad. Check down. He's sure. going to go to one of their better guys. The last
0: like, time some- Bengals were in the playoffs, Andy Dalton was their quarterback,
1: and it was it was Washington. I'm like, someone's going to get points here, but no. Hey, that's going to be
0: my shoutouts. Don't worry.
1: Okay, so let's yeah, uh, let's, let's
0: go right to that. You know, you make me would you like me to do the first one uh yes okay well i'm going to show the nfc east for getting two wins because <laughs> they played each other this week so funniest stat i heard all all year um they had five combined wins through weeks six weeks or whatever it was the lowest combined total in nfl history for a division <sighs> Which I absolutely love. My favorite is that they had five wins total. Two of them were outside of their own division. Oh, my God. So they now They're, have seven total wins, and five of them are divisional wins. The last
1: time a division leader made the playoffs with a sub-500 record was the Panthers, I believe, with a 7-9 record.
0: Yeah, because the, the Seahawks did it once, too. That was in uh-huh. 2010. Yeah. In
1: 2010, the Seahawks did it. I remember that one too. This, the Panthers, though, did it more recently in 2014 or 2015. Yeah, I think I remember. And so that, but that, thats a team has only ever won the division and made the playoffs with a with a seven and nine record. The NFC East could make history by having a division winner make it with Low. like
0: six and whoa. ten, <laughs> and all the wins could be against their own division.
1: <sighs> it's so bad. It's I, so bad. I honestly, I don't know. The Eagles have the talent and they have guys coming off IR that yeah. they could maybe make a run here, but like the Cowboys are hapless. Like who's their
0: Danucci? Have you ever heard of this guy before? My favorite is that he had to he had to transfer to James Madison cuz he couldn't even crack the lineup at Pitt. <laughs> have you heard of, of
1: Pittsburgh. Had, had you
0: heard of him before though? Not a chance. No way. How is that guy even a backup pick? Is it cuz it costs bare minimum to have him on your roster? Maybe. Because like, there's got to be better people than than somebody who played football at James Madison because he couldn't make it at a Division One school.
1: I mean, why the, the is that rumor, guy on
0: an NFL roster? That's crazy. The
1: rumors are trading for a guy like Jameis Winston or something like that. Obviously, right?
0: Dude, that would save their season. It's or maybe the
1: house. maybe the Cowboys bite the bullet and they just try to get Sam Darnold or something. I don't know. I,
0: I think like honestly, Dak. <laughs> it proved Dak like as much as we were like, oh, I don't know. It's. It just proved that their defense sucked and Dak bailed them out to the point that he gave them a chance to win.
1: The Cowboys are still, I believe, let me double check this, but I believe the Cowboys are still leading the league in passing yards.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because he's off to such a crazy start. Yeah. That could be real. Well, my favorite is that Uh, they're theoretically tied for the division, basically.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys, the the Cowboys are still leading in passing yards by, oh, so they have Two thousand three hundred and fifty eight yards, and the Falcons are actually second with two thousand one hundred and eighty one. Yeah. So by oh like just under two hundred yards are still leading. Yeah. With their third stringer in, Danucci. Sounds like a sounds like a, sounds like a fucking guy who makes a walk on appearance in the Sopranos or something.
0: No, he does, man. and like he, his first pitch was hilarious. It was like fifteen feet behind Zeke, two handed, like his first pitch? pitch? Yeah, he like tried to pitch oh, instead of like throw I it. See, yeah, he like, tried mean, to do like, yeah. a side pitch, but it was like with two hand push. It, it looked the most oh, unathletic God. thing I've ever seen. So.
1: It's, it's just like it's just yeah. hilarious. And the Cowboys are still; they still have like five primetime games this year.
0: Well, that's why that I was reading a funny thing, and it's like uh, I was listening to a pretty good podcast about like why are America's team, blah, 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 all these different things, right? And they're like, they're oh, not it's getting, insane; they're not getting you, flexed out of those. No, spots. have
1: you have you seen why they're the the last three like. Record-setting games have all been Cowboys games. All oh,
0: Cowboys. But he's like, like as far as Cowboys fandom goes, is hard to. It's insane.
1: Yeah, How did this he, happen?
0: And he was even saying he he's like, go to Jerry World though and go tailgate. And he's like, and there's no more. There's not a place in the NFL that looks more like America than that parking lot. Oh really? He's, yeah. He's like, this just it is a diverse level of fandom, huh. and it's it's loyal. And he's like, it's actually pretty crazy. So anyway, um. But they're terrible division, so I just love it. They now have, of course, uh, seven wins. Good for you, NFC East. But the Eagles are leading it at 2-4-1, and one, of course.
1: So the, the, the NFC East has a total of se- seven wins, you said? Seven wins. So my shout-out, of course, goes to the last remaining undefeated team that has one less win than that entire division, the 6-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, they Ben looked a little shaky in the second half through three interceptions. Great
0: start uh, and then they really let it Titans up were
1: coming the Titans were coming back but it, in the end crazy finish too. <laughs> missing the missing the field goal. I was watching him like he's going to miss. He's going to miss. He's going to miss. He's been I missing jinx- all
0: year. How does that guy still yeah. have a job?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so Steelers win 27-24. Great game. Uh, close game. And Neil the last time two five and teams met in a game, the winner of that te- that game ended up going to the Super Bowl. No, really. Yep. yep. Wow. Uh, I was I was saying in our group chat yesterday to uh, to special guest Jesse Young, uh, Arizona Steelers uh, Super Bowl this year wouldn't mind rematch? it rematch. Rematch. I mean, they'll lose they'll lose again, but <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, no, g- gotta sh- gotta shut out the Steelers. Of course, uh, still
0: have the best uh, overall defense, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, and if that um, if the NFC East is the worst division, the AFC North is hundred percent the best.
1: It's actually it's actually crazy. Like as much as I hate Baker Mayfield and I hate the Browns, uh, They're five and two, five and two, man. And he had he had a comeback win last night. He Did or yesterday yesterday yester- yester- yesterday afternoon. Burl
0: looks good for Cincinnati. They just don't have a team. Like Burrow looks, fine. he
1: gets hit. How many oh, times dude. did he get hit yesterday? <laughs> I, I didn't. I haven't looked at the the line, but he must have gotten hit like eight times.
0: Yeah, but he honestly, he again, he had a crazy fantasy game yesterday as well. But obviously, translated to a lot of points against the Browns. Like he looks good, man. It's just he was sacked four times. Yeah, but he's. You're right. He gets hit all the time. Everybody yeah, let's go with the ball.
1: Um. So, so yeah. Anyway, shout out to the Steelers, uh, best run defense in the league. By quite a wide margin, actually. Yeah. Uh, they're allow they're allowing four. Eh, not by that. Actually, the Bucks have pretty close, but the Steelers have only allowed 413 rush yards all season. Uh, they went up against one of the best running backs in the league and held him. You know, the it- Henry didn't dominate like he normally would. Yeah. Right. He didn't have another 200 yard game.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry. The- I think the argument is the NFC West is the best division in football. Because they have every team over 500.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, the the Bengals are bad. The Bengals are bad. But
0: Bengals are bad shut, but,
1: shout oof. out to the uh, Super Bowl appearing Pittsburgh Steelers, 6-0. Yeah,
0: I like it. Um, yeah, I'm going to shout out the NFC West because I read a funny thing that, you know, conceivably all four teams can make the playoffs because they added an extra spot this year.
1: Right. Yeah, seven.
0: How so, funny so, would that be if an entire division made it and yet the NFC West so actually, is going to have one representative? <laughs>
1: So, does that mean that only the top seed gets a bye? I believe so. It yeah. must be. It must be yeah. the
0: way that it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. Anyway. Hilarious. Like, you could have the NFC East have a representative, but then...
1: So, that means right now... So, right now in the AFC, you have the Steelers with the bye, and then you have Kansas City playing the Colts, the Titans playing the Browns, and your Bills playing the
0: Ravens. I... That was gonna be my next shout out, but we'll <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we're gonna shout him out when he's good, we're gonna shout out that like he looks like to be regressing a little bit. Josh Allen, Josh Allen stinks. They could barely oh. beat the Jessnik. they needed six field goals. Yeah, offense went enough. dry. It was it was wet a little bit. And he rainy, still threw for
1: three hundred and seven yards though.
0: Yeah, thirty for forty
1: three.
0: Couple fumbles.
1: I mean, F- fumble Beasley, had a, Beasley had Beasley had one hundred and twelve yards receiving.
0: Yeah, he's. I don't
1: know. I, I'm not there yet. I think Josh Allen is is up and down, but I don't think I won't. I won't go to say that he's, he's regressing up and down just a little yet. Little,
0: But I don't say regressions I shouldn't say regressing. But
1: no. Um, um, so I'm I'm going to shout out uh, one of your guys, your performer of the week, Justin Herbert. Ooh. Okay. Um, this is going to. You know, this is going to. Duck. Yeah, this is going to sound. This is, I, I I said it in my head before, as I was watching the game yesterday, and it sounds weird, but his form is gorgeous. I like it. Let that sink in for a sec. But no, just the way Herbert gets back there, his throwing motion, the way he sets himself is just—it looks it like it looks like Peyton Manning back there. He's kind of got the same stature a bit, right? And he just like the just big. the way he just the way he throws is—I'm just like man, it's so nice to watch. That
0: 70-yard bomb was pretty sweet.
1: And I I love the fact that, like, when he when he got drafted, and, like, we talk about this all the time, this bullshit in the draft where, like, well, he's kind of a quiet guy. I don't know if he can be a leader. He's kind of a nerd, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, it, 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 it hasn't turned out for Josh Rosen, but I remember when Josh Rosen was drafted, like, I don't know, rich kid out of California might not want it as much as some of these other guys. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is this bullshit? Like, what? Like Josh Rosen gets drafted by the Cardinals, and then the next year he gets usurped. Like that's gonna fuck with someone. Sure. Anyway, to go back to Herbert though, like I love the fact that he's kind of a nerd and he's a quiet guy. He's like a four point genius, and mm-hmm. and he and he's just and he's also just good at football. I just I I don't know. I I the Chargers are in the in the AFC, so it's hard for me to cheer for another AFC team. But man, their jerseys are fucking sick this year. He looks cool back there. I love the fact that they have no fans, and so it's like maybe helping them this year. because, like, hey, we've been playing this, with this bullshit for two years now. <laughs> two so, years, yeah,
0: they were already used to it.
1: So, I don't know. I, anyway, shout out to Justin Hebert.
0: Justin <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, My shout out is going to be, and I, it, it pains me because he's, you know, douchey. I don't really <laughs> particularly like him, but, like, Tom Brady's killing it. Yeah. And I only do a shout out in terms of, like, Tom Brady looks better than Bill Belichick right now. Everyone said yeah. Bill Belichick could win with scraps, and he made a team of scraps, and now it's backfiring.
1: I mean, okay, I agree with that, but I will say this: Brady went to a team that has Mike Evans. No, I know they are Godwin, Stacked. They're stacked. They, like I, like I just said, they have the one of the best defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, and James not,
0: had a good year.
1: Yeah, honestly. it's I'm not so, like Brady. Like, it's, yeah. it's not like Brady went to like the fucking Bengals. No, He's that not Joe true. Burrow. Like, come
0: no. on. No, I know. But he's, he's he's looking pretty good. He's
1: looking He I, And I will yeah, like I mentioned before, I'm watching the game yesterday. I'm just like, he just tucks that ball into the corner of the end zone to, I think it was to Godwin. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, man, this just, it's, it's, annoying. It. It is annoying. it's annoying. It is
0: annoying. It so is annoying. But I still want to shout it out. But
1: anyway. Um, I'm just going to shout out Sunday. See, it's,
0: kind of see, it's kind of fun to see Bill Belichick squirm though, a little bit. A little
1: bit? Absolutely.
0: Two and four, worst, uh, worst, worst, worst record at this late in the season ever, which is an insane stat. He's still only two games below five hundred. It's not like he's <laughs> yeah. 0 six. Yeah, so it makes me laugh. But worst, uh, worst f- uh, defeat ever.
1: Worst home. defeat at on home field. Yeah, at home um, right, yeah. for Belichick. Uh, we're just going to take that uh, week by week, Neil. That's we, yeah, that's, a, that's a that's a that's a week to week question. We're week to week. Uh, just them. week to week, free, just free day spell. to day. Have, what do you think of these Bill Belichick uh, subway commercials?
0: Oh god, I have. Have you seen, seen any of them?
1: them. No, <laughs> they're they're just so good. Why wow, would you have a burger when you can have a foot long sub? <laughs> god. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, it's 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 hilarious. It makes me really want to get Subway. Um, I'm going to shout out the Sunday Nighter, man. Uh, whenever yeah. we have primetime games, this is what we want. And holy shit, I was. Having dinner with my mother last night and she's not a, the biggest sports fan but I'm like hey I'm just gonna put the fourth quarter on we watched we watched the 60 minutes interview with uh, all the presidential candidates oh that was a doozy um and I'm like let's just <laughs> Ooh, put this fourth quarter on and my game. mom was into my mom was into it she's like oh my god like this is crazy and you know, she doesn't know the rules and like sure. how the clock how the clock works and why she's like why do they keep spiking the ball and you know I'm kind of explaining all the stuff but So it goes to overtime, and she's like, Oh, I want to watch this now. So you always know it's a good game when somebody who's a casual fan or even less than a casual fan gets pulled in. So, sure. Hell of a game. Weird coaching decisions. Weird, like, why are you trying to kick the field goal on the second down when you have time on the clock and all that kind of bullshit? And is, again, we talked about this Kershaw earlier. I like the, I like the redemption for Zane Gonzalez. He misses the game winning field goal. They get the, you know Kyler throws an interception and then Russell Wilson throws one right back and then he gets the redemption so it was it was a great game great finish uh yeah. the Cardinals are a team you know again shout out to Jesse Cardinals fan uh Kyler Murray is going to be Russell Wilson here in 5 years maybe even less he's fucking impressive out there man his helmet looks like he's a child his helmet doesn't fit his head it's so strange but he and again, my mom was like, "He's not that big, is he?" I'm like, "No, he's like he's like five eight, right? Five seven? No, I
0: think he's like five ten or something." But is he
1: though? I thought he was I, shorter than that.
0: Oof, he could, you know. I don't actually. Anyway,
1: know. he's. But I'm just like, and I, you know, I tweeted out last night, I'm Like, remember when everyone was like, Kyler should play baseball? Mm-hmm. Like, like, come on! Like, this is insane to watch. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be getting Oakland A's highlights of Kyler <laughs> Murray like this. So.
0: Well, he wouldn't. Um, but by, by the time he got good, he wouldn't even be on the A's anymore because they'd have to trade him because they don't want true. any money.
1: So true, true. <laughs> even though well, Billy Bean's gone now, though, so maybe the A's will. Yeah, uh, sorry. Will he's their like philosophy. A
0: president really, He got a he got a a bump up. He's not the general manager anymore.
1: No, and isn't he part of this new baseball analytics committee? Or he he joined something with Daryl Morey? I thought there's or some like analytics thing. Anyway, I don't know. He's taking he's. Uh, he, he, his hands are off the reins of the A's, so, um, promoted
0: to executive pre- vice president now.
1: Right, there you go. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any more shout outs. Okay, you? I got
0: one more, of course.
1: Okay. The seventeen. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. The, your, the New York football your, team, your, still New York win. teams.
0: Still can't win. You're going to stumble into a win here somehow, I think, well, but the race has fully begun. There's, uh, my favorite is that, uh, Reminder, the Houston Texans do not have their first round pick and they are 1 and 6. Jesus Christ. Cuz you could imagine, you know, if you had the first overall pick and Trevor Lawrence sitting there, you can probably trade that fucking pick for a lot of shit. Because yeah. you don't need a quarterback as much as Deshaun isn't Trevor Lawrence perhaps. He's also not fucking bad. I'll tell you that. So, the fact they don't have that is insane and they're 1 and 6. But the race yeah. is fully begun. and 7 Jets. Have you the 1-5 seen 1-5 1 Bengals are still hanging around in there. Texans Jaguars at one and six um, in the NFC. Of course, the one in six giants really that whole division is in the race. Still. Well see. This is the Vikings thing. Vikings so are one in five. Yeah, that's Falcons crazy. Falcons are one in six. So the race is going to be tight.
1: Well, this is the thing that's so funny is everyone's like, yeah, the jets suck, but Hey, they'll get Trevor Lawrence. It's like, I don't know, man, there's a lot of one in five, one in six teams. Like you might yes. not get guaranteed that first pick. Yeah, for sure. So um, have, <laughs> have you seen who the New York teams are playing next week?
0: Okay, hold on. Oh, I, I don't I think we... We'll
1: do. I, we're not allowed to pick the Jets, right? And I think we're not allowed to pick the Giants this week either for blowout of the week. Because the Giants are playing the Buccaneers. And the, and the Jets are playing the Chiefs.
0: Yeah. And hey, the NFC East will get another win, though. Cowboys-Eagles playing each other. Right on. <laughs> One more win for the division. Chalk it up.
1: Okay, let's, uh, let's go on to week seven predictions. Or week eight predictions, I should week say. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so blowout of the week, Neil.
0: Okay, so I got this one wrong last time. Yes, of course, no line set yet.
1: Yeah, no line set yet. Um, oh, sorry, I will
0: do a quick shout out. The weirdest five and one team, Chicago Bears, play tonight. So, right, five and okay. one with no quarterback play, whether it's Trubisky or Nick Foles. I don't. Know yeah, fair one. enough. Five and one, unreal, hilarious stuff. Um, okay, you know what? So Bolo, no New York,
1: no New York teams, Neil. No New York teams. Of
0: course, of course, the Chiefs are going to. Blow the gates off the Jets. Like, they're going to just smoke them in the first quarter. They
1: shouldn't be allowed to play the fourth quarter. They should. It should just be a three quarter game.
0: It is. Just get it over with. Mercy rule.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is there a mercy rule in the NFL? Maybe there should be.
0: They should invoke one. Um, Okay, you know what? I'm going to keep shit piling on him because I don't like John Gruden. So I'm going to go the Cleveland Browns (sighs) over the Vegas Raiders. See, I like John Gruden. Nah. I, I like Junger. I think I think he's he's a phony. He, I no, really
1: I think he's it. the opposite. I think he, I think he's a guy who knows how to deal with the media because he's he was in the booth for so long and he he fucks with them. He he says all this bullshit like after they traded Khalil Mack, they're like, "Oh, what do you what do you think this team is like? Oh, we could really use a pass rusher." Like yeah. he's obviously fucking with them when he's saying shit like that. But anyway, that's fair. You're allowed to hate him. I'm, um, I'm gonna
0: hate him. He's a phony.
1: Okay, Browns over Raiders. Uh, Okay, I'm so blowout. Man, I'm gonna go with.
0: There's one obvious one that I
1: should. Packers over light over Vikings.
0: No divisional matchup, so it might be tighter than blowout, but. Uh,
1: Which one are you looking at here?
0: Titans over angles.
1: I don't know, man. Titans defense doesn't look that good. A uh, Burrow could, Burrow could surprise. That could be my upset of the week. To be honest,
0: yeah, I like it.
1: Okay, okay. No, you know what, Neil?
0: Oh, actually, just I
1: see. Just, just for you, just for you, Neil. I'm going Bills over Patriots. Oh, baby, is that upset? No, nah, it's blowout.
0: Blowout. Okay. I'm going blowout. Bills are gonna have a, a good game for once. They've had a couple, yep. couple. Josh
1: Allen's, gonna, Josh Allen's gonna look good.
0: First time that New England's looking up at a division leader instead of themselves being the one yep. in the matchup. So, no, I think It's a big was, game for the Bills. A yeah. no, big divisional game, honestly. Wasn't there a um, time a few years ago where the Dolphins actually won the division? Could have been, yeah. Well, yeah. They anyway, won, it doesn't matter. They won when Brady got hurt or whatever. Yeah. Patriots still didn't make the playoffs. They were 11-5. and five. That's silly.
1: Okay. Silly I think, Neil, what we should do for upset Kate? is you have to pick a team that has one win.
0: You're, okay. gonna, you're gonna put a stipulation on us here.
1: Or um, or the Jets who have no wins. <laughs> yeah, so, you're, so, you're, so you're picking between the Bengals, Vikings, Texans, Jags, Giants, Falcons, or Jets.
0: Yeah, and Houston and the Jags are on bye. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So okay, you can pick a team with two wins then. How about that?
0: Yeah, and like this one can't be upset though because it's like two both win. Both teams are two win teams.
1: You're gonna pick Chargers over Broncos?
0: No, it would be Broncos over Chargers. I think the Chargers are oh. favored. I was so okay. Good. Yeah, you know what? No, you know what? For my upset, because I still think it'll be upset based on the line, if you'll allow it. Is let me see here. Yeah, you know, there's got to be one. Dolphins Rams actually will be a good.
1: Man. I'm gonna go Falcons over Panthers.
0: Falcons over Panthers on this Thursday nighter. Yeah. Kate? Yeah, I mean it's hilarious that that's the upset one and six over three. And I know. Four. Yep. But yeah, I guess I'll give it to you.
1: Well, you. Ha- what do you mean? You guess you'll give it to me? The
0: Falcons have one
1: fucking win.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they've had three straight games of 95% win probability or the,
1: higher. Th- that's not my fault. The, <laughs> they are one in six. They are the underdog. This is very true. I it's guess a team true. that has two more wins than them.
0: Well, have you, you've seen the key. The, the key is when Julio Jones is out, Matt Ryan's passer rating is 60 and when he plays, it's one no. eleven.
1: These are these like dumbass I, I love right? I was talking about this yesterday. I was I was talking about this yesterday. I love like the keys to the game. Yeah, keys to the game. Get the ball to Julio. Okay. Like <laughs> get the ball to your best player. Cool. Yeah. Score more than the other team. Anyway. Yeah. Kate, okay, who's your upset, Neil? I think you should take the Giants.
0: Come on. The New York football Giants <laughs> over the Bucks? Not a chance. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, ch- ch- you know what? Mm, upset. Mm, that's not really an upset. Some good games. There's some tight games here. Then some bullets. Yeah, you know what? Mm, I hate to do it, but I'm going to do uh, How do you like that old Kirk Cousins over...
1: Over the Packers, Vikings over Packers, eh? Okay. I
0: don't, I don't. I am not committed to that in the slightest. But I, Nick made the rules and I got to stick to them. So.
1: Yeah, it's true. All right, performance individual performance of the week. Is it fair to say that last week it was probably Lockett?
0: Yeah, like as much as Herbert had a good game, even Burrow had a good game. Like the quarterbacks are, they they generally have better. For a wide receiver to have three touchdowns and almost two yards is insane
1: and it's we always tend to pick quarterbacks because it's easiest to sort of easiest. read their line yeah so I, I mean I, I picked I think I picked Juju Smith Schuster a couple weeks ago but I kind of it's hard to change it up it's hard um, mm-hmm. like I mean I'm just looking at this, this Buccaneers game and I'm just like someone's just you know, gonna you know
0: what no okay I have it you okay. know what I'm gonna go with okay I'm gonna go with Lev Bell smoking the Jets his old team Okay. Lev Bell over the Jets. Revenge game already. He gets it two Fair weeks safe. Fair enough. In. Dude, his first run with the Chiefs last night, I was like, oh, baby, that looks a lot different than when he played for the Jets.
1: Yeah. Way oh, bigger yeah, hole. Absolutely. He has
0: that nice little – he does have that nice patience. Dude, I was like, he is going to light it up once he gets more practice in. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also I, haven't talked – we didn't even talk about the fact that Antonio Brown is coming back with the Bucs. Oh, they really yeah, are the evil empire true. at this point.
1: That's true. Even though Bruce Arians is saying like, nope, too much of a distraction. Nope, don't want him on my team. <laughs> and all of a, nope. a sudden
0: he's like, can't have enough good players. And it's like, oh, baby, talent. Uh, okay. Great performance, Yeah, Lev Bell. I'm going to go off, <laughs> off the board because he's not even... Guy might not even see the field, barely. But hey, he's he's going to have something to prove against the Jets. Are you kidding me? I'm going to go with Drew
1: Stafford against the Colts.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, Brett Favre reincarnated, eh?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think he's he's no, so due before for. We'll
0: get on to me. Look at the stats. It's literally Brett Favre. It's that's Matt Stafford.
1: I wasn't going to get on you. No, I'm just
0: <laughs> Brett Favre won, <laughs> yeah, I guess, so I shouldn't be too you know. Whenever. Okay,
1: but. so yeah, Unstandard. i mean, Drew St- oh, Yeah, I, I think he's due for uh for uh, for an- That was
0: going to be one of my upsets. Actually, was doing the line oh, really? over the over the Colts, but it, the lines, I looked and it was like you know the records are too close together.
1: So, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. I think he's due for a, for a breakout. Stafford's one of those guys who always is up there for passing yards. So, I think he's Colts defense is good, but I don't know. We'll see. I like it. Uh, yeah. You got to be bold with these predictions sometimes, right?
0: Hey, love right. the Jets. I feel like he's bold.
1: So, Neil, another week in the books. Uh, sure. We will be coming back on Thursday for the next three episodes of Breaking Bad Throwback okay. Thursday. We're doing episodes, what is it, seven, eight, nine? No. Yep. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. Cool. And then it's so ten, eleven, we'll it.
0: twelve, thirteen to finish. Oh yeah,
1: finish oh, strong. Yeah. Finish strong. Yes. So yeah, we will doing that. We'll be doing that on Thursday. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for some more sports stuff. By then, we'll talk talk World Series winner and all that kind of stuff. Some more football. We'll have some some off season NHL stuff to talk about, and then yeah. We will, uh, yeah, and then like you said, wrap up Breaking Bad the next week. So, Sounds season four. Right. Season four of Breaking Bad. Not wrapping up the whole thing. God, no. Right. God, no. Um, so, until then, uh, make sure you follow us on all social media. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 2 Man Booth, and all of them. Check out tmbmedia.ca. Um, Neil's going to have an article up um, and I'm going to have one up as well. So, check that out and share with your friends. Let us know what you think. Um, and yeah subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, follow us on spotify and we appreciate all the support rate review us if you so choose uh those are always fun to read so until next week when we're back on the bench neil nothing else thank you everybody for listening stay safe and stay healthy